You've done everything you can to get ready to start a family, and now it just didn't happen. So when should you get help? Covering all aspects of women's health. This is the seven domains of women's health with Dr. Kirtley Jones on The Scope. So you're a 28-year-old woman and you've been trying for a while to get pregnant. You stopped your birth control and it didn't just happen. When should you get help? Well, it depends. Of course it depends. It depends on a lot of things, your health and history and the male part of getting pregnant part of the business. But we usually start with your age. We're going to do this in three parts. So if this isn't your age or the age of the person you're worried about, check out our other podcasts about when to get help getting pregnant. Here in the Scope studio, virtually with us, is Dr. Erica Johnstone. She is a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility and an associate professor at the University of Utah. Welcome, Dr. Johnstone. Thank you. Well, we're so glad you're here. So let's just say that you, the listener, is between 25 and 35. Of course, you could include 20 to 25. So let's just say you're under 35 years old and you've decided to try to get pregnant and you're so excited but it didn't happen in the first three months. When should you consider getting some help? So generally, for women who are under 35, we recommend trying for a full year before you seek help. And that's because um, while it often happens, close to half of women will conceive within those first three months. There are plenty of women um, and plenty of couples with perfectly normal fertility for whom it will just take a little bit longer. Um, Now, there are a few exceptions to that, situations when it might make sense to seek help sooner. One of those is if either the woman or her partner has previously been treated for cancer with chemotherapy or radiation. Um, Another of those situations is if a woman is having very irregular periods, um, you know, going 45 days or more without a period or potentially having no periods at all. Those would be times when you'd want to seek help sooner. I know that people want to have a baby when they're finally ready. They want to do it right now. I just want to have a Christmas baby or I want to have a spring baby. I don't want to be pregnant in the summer. But What should you be doing while you're going to try on your own for a while? What do you tell people when you say, it's hard to tell someone to go away and come back in six months? What can you tell people to be doing while they're trying to get their 12 or 13 cycles of trying in? Sure. So first of all, things we think about are just being ready to be pregnant. Um, So some key parts of this. One, take a prenatal vitamin every day. Two, if you're a smoker, I recommend that you quit smoking. Um, The same is true for vaping, any sort of illicit drugs. You want to really limit your use of alcohol and caffeine. I recommend that every woman who's trying to conceive make sure that she's up to date on her vaccines, including the COVID vaccine. Then when it comes to actually trying to get pregnant, we think that probably over time, one of the most effective strategies is just to have have frequent sexual intercourse throughout the menstrual cycle, about ideally about every other day, three times a week. Um, This should work well. And with this approach, then you don't need to strictly worry about timing intercourse, just frequent intercourse throughout the cycle. Right. Some people really struggle because they want to buy a kit that will tell them when they're ovulating or they want to use their symptoms. But it turns out that just doing it, (laughs) is the way people get pregnant. 
Absolutely. As it turns out, as many kits and products as there are now, uh, the human race existed for many, many, many generations before the existence of those products. And so who should you see to get help? If you're still a relatively young uh, woman and a relatively young couple, and it's been, you know, nine months and you're picking up the phone to make an appointment because you know you might not get the appointment next week, who should you be calling? So I think for women under 35, it's reasonable to start with your OBGYN, particularly if you already have an OBGYN who you've established care with, who you might be able to get in to see sooner. It's also always an option to see a reproductive endocrinologist. Um, And so again, for, for women in this age group, either is a good option. And so what would they do? Let's say you finally, um, you know, you've been trying and it's got to be 10 months or something like that. And you got your appointment and you want to kind of be ready for what kinds of things they might do when you go to visit them. So what would they be doing in this first part of your, your visits with them and your evaluation? You know, one of the first things will be a very detailed history. We'll look at a woman's menstrual history. We'll look at her medical history, any surgeries that she might have had, any symptoms she might have related to her periods, pain with intercourse, things like this. We'll look at a general health history, health habits, and we'll do the same for the male partner in terms of his general health history, um, any issues with things like erectile dysfunction or difficulty with ejaculation, et cetera. And that will start with some tests, typically for both partners. So for the male partner, we will usually do a semen analysis. And so this is collecting a sperm sample after about two to five days of abstinence so that we can look at the number of sperm. We can look at how many of those are swimming and swimming in a progressive fashion and how many of the sperm have normal head shapes. And this helps us to say, do we think there's a male factor making it harder to conceive? For the woman, we will often do some general health labs. Essentially, women in early pregnancy get a lot of blood tests done uh, that are screening tests, looking at blood counts, maybe looking at their thyroid, their blood type, checking their immunity to different diseases, um, infectious disease testing. We know that every single one of these tests, it would be optimal if there's a problem to find it before pregnancy. We'll also look at ovarian reserve. And what that means is, does a woman have a normal number of eggs for a woman her age? Is it higher than most women her age? Or is it lower than most women her age? Um, And one of the important things to know about that is while it's really useful as we talk about treatment, it is not a predictor of who will and who won't get pregnant. It just may help direct what kind of treatment's most likely to be helpful and what which might not be. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, We'll also typically do an ultrasound to look at a woman's uterus and ovaries. Look to see, do we see abnormal ovarian cysts, fibroids, polyps, any sort of structural or anatomic findings that might be contributing to the difficulty? And finally, we would do a test like a hysterosalpingogram or a saline infusion sonohistogram to assess whether a woman's fallopian tubes are open. Right. So those are those are the beginning tests and it helps guide 
a future therapy, I think. There are circumstances which would make it important to at least get information or get help sooner. You already mentioned that if women's cycles are really irregular or if either of the partners have had treatment for cancer uh, when they were younger, it might mean that they don't have as many eggs and sperm. But if a woman or her partner have a pretty serious medical condition, we want to make sure that that medical condition is in really tip-top shape before they uh, get pregnant. So sometimes, um, do you recommend people see a specialist, like an OB specialist, before they get pregnant? Absolutely. So for women who have significant underlying health conditions um, or something in their history that might, might make their pregnancy higher risk than for other women, we'll recommend that they see a specialist in maternal fetal medicine before conceiving to talk about, you know, are you on the best medications for your condition? How is that health condition going to affect your pregnancy? And how is your pregnancy going to affect that health condition and the treatment options? Right, right, right. Well, so remember, it takes normal eggs and normal sperm and fallopian tubes and a uterus to get pregnant and grow a baby. And in humans, it often takes a little time, but don't wait forever. We can help. And thanks to Dr. Johnstone and thanks to you for joining us on The Scope. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.